Greetings and thank you for joining me on our very first episode of Can We Talk with Demi and Friends. I want to open up this first podcast by introducing myself to you and telling you what the premise of the podcast is about. So hello everyone, I'm Demi and I am so excited to be sharing my heart and my thoughts with you. Um, I'm a wife, a mom, a daughter, a sister, a friend, a thinker, a doer, a creator, a producer, a writer. I wrote my first book about two years ago, Beloved, Discovering Your True Identity and Christ. We'll talk about that from time to time on the podcast. And guess what? I'm still becoming all that God says that I am. Now, I'm not an expert on anything, but... I do many things well, and I would say that I am an expert on my own experiences. So there you go. Uh, Now, many of our conversations and the content of our messages are faith-based and Christ-centered. We respect the comments, the views, the opinions of others. But here on Can We Talk with Demi and Friends? The intent of our conversations are to inspire, to motivate, to inform, and to grow together, y'all. So what I need you to do is to turn up the volume, invite a friend, and let's start talking. Okay? Okay, so let's get into it. So right off the bat, I have a question for you. Have you ever heard these three words? Can we talk? What about like this? Can we talk? Can we talk? Or maybe you've heard it like we need to talk. And depending on the person who's doing the asking and the tone of their voice, it could send you into a mental mixing bowl where have you trying to fill in the blanks, uh, maybe thinking, oh, no, what did I do? Uh, What's wrong? Is everything okay?" Or, "Uh oh, here it comes now. Well, I will tell you now that uh, can we talk are not those type of conversations. And I hope our conversations will not send you into a mind spiral. Definitely not in a negative direction. We want to always inspire. Uh, But can we talk are those conversations to energize, promote thought, to impact lives, to inform and to encourage you to live life better every single day? Can we talk? We'll cover an array of topics and I will not be the only one doing the talking. We're going to have friends over to share what's going on in their lives, to give us helpful and practical advice, you know, to make life easier or to just open your minds to doing something that's different. But why now? The short answer is this. I need to get it out of my head and sure. Writing is good. Write it in a journal, Demi. Yep, writing is good and it's therapeutic, but sometimes you need to talk it out. And especially in our world today, in a world where everything can be grasped at a click of a button and our faces are illuminated by the screens of our electronic devices, even if we're sitting across from the person that we've chosen to spend time with or in a group of friends, we're not being present in those moments. Think about it. We're often trying to take the best photo. We're taking pictures of the food we've eaten, um, whatever that thing is. And I know that's fun. I know it's fun to post and to share. But are we really living in our moments? Are we present? Are we being present in those moments in our own experiences? 
I mean, we have the privilege and the honor to spend the time with the people who mean the most to us. So that's why I want to have conversations about things that matter, things that can inspire us, things that would even, you know, challenge us to to think a different way. So today, friends, I'm asking you, can we talk? Can we talk about different things? Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. Today's topic is one that I've experienced many times in my life. Listen, I've made excuses for it, delayed doing the work, but then it always happened. What I realized is I'm hurting myself. I'm not being true to the person that God has created me to be or true to the person that I know that I could and can be. And I know you're probably thinking, Demi, what are you talking about? Listen, guys, I'm talking about me and I'm talking about people like me. Now, I hate to admit this, but I am a professional procrastinator. I am my own self I'm my own form of self-harm. And that's what today's conversation is going to be about. It's going to be about being stuck, being afraid to launch out on your dream, your vision. Being afraid to just act. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about what you're afraid of? So let me start by being transparent. Okay. Now, a few years ago, I recall myself being so spiritual, so super spiritual and lying to myself at the same time, y'all. I said to myself, I'm not afraid of anything. I don't operate in fear. And God has not given me the spirit of fear. Well, that's true. God did not give me a spirit of fear, but I was lying about being afraid. I was stuck and I was pretending that I had it all together. Now, God does not give us a spirit of fear, but that does not mean that we won't experience fear and all of the baggage that comes along with it. Things and thoughts like, am I good enough? Can I really do this? Or you'll say, if you're a procrastinator like me, I'll do it later. I'll do it when I get myself together. And those type of things can leave you just feeling full of doubt and anxiety. Now, when I say that God has not given us a spirit of fear, I'm reminded of of Paul and Timothy. Oh, I love the Apostle Paul. Paul is encouraging Timothy here in 2 Timothy chapter 1. He's encouraging Timothy and reminding him of his faith and his heritage. He tells him, Paul is telling him, listen, Timothy, when I think back on your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, I know they had genuine faith. And that same faith that dwelt inside of them, that's in you. He says, I'm persuaded it's in you. So I know your people, young man. I know your people, boy. So I know they put some good things in you. So what I need you to do, Timothy, I need you to stir up that gift of God, which is residing in you. I need you to stir that up. And then he goes on to tell him this, because God has not given you the spirit of fear, but what he has given you is power, his love and a sound mind. And that same gift that Paul was telling Timothy to wake up resides in us. And if we don't stir it up, if we don't shake it up, if we don't do things different, if we don't believe 
that we can and that there's a gift that is residing in us, it's going to lay dormant and it's not going to do anything. It's not going to produce anything if we don't wake it up. Now, let me tell you this little secret, okay? God will use you right where you are and equip you to do what no one else can do. Yes, it looks like you're doing the exact same there same thing they're doing, but God will equip you in a way to where you can do it just in a way that draws people and just the way that he intends for it to be done. But it requires it requires you to allow yourself to be used, to be vulnerable and to be okay without with not knowing everything. It requires you to trust God. To trust that there is a gift in you that is waiting to come forth. Okay? So, here's one thing I want to share with you. This podcast, I made excuses to do it. This has been over a year in thought. I won't even say a year in the making because that would mean that I was actively working to do it. I made excuses for doing the podcast, for putting it off. I thought that it needed to be perfect. It had to be perfect. Then what I realized was I was trusting in me to make it perfect. I was afraid and I was thinking, who would want to listen to me? But here's the thing, guys. I couldn't shake off the fact that I wanted to do it. The conversations that we could have, that I wanted to have with you and and the things that we would learn together and how we could grow together. We're going to grow together. We're going to be talking about an array of topics on can we talk with Demi and friends. Those things, those thoughts wouldn't leave me alone. No matter how far back I tried to push them and all of this all of the excuses that made not to try or to try later. You know, I, I even doubted if I could do anything like this because this and anything like this was way too far out of my realm of comfort. I had thoughts like you don't know anybody that's done this before. Girl, what are you thinking? What will people think? And that's my biggest stumbling block. What will people think? You don't have the resources, the knowledge, the people, you know, they say, get with my people. Let my people get with your people. Okay, well, my people got together, me and my husband. So, you know, I had just um, I had just left my job to go back to school Uh, and then COVID happened and the world looked and felt different. It felt strange. My whole household and everyone that was in it, we were either in class online or my husband working from home. And as a military family, you know, we pivot on a dime when things change and whatever comes to us. But for me, I took all of those new changes to be an excuse. Okay, not now. This is not the time. You know, you're in school. Your family needs you. What are you starting new projects for? But here's the thing. In the midst of me getting in my own way, The new ideas, the greater passion, they just continued to come. And what I realized, even in me thinking that it needed to be perfect, I needed to get out of my own way. And I had to trust God to do the impossible for me. And that's what I'm doing. I'm here. Our very first podcast episode 
But to get here, I had to do my part. I had to become my own resource. I had to learn about podcasting and the equipment that would need would be needed. And I'm not going to tell a joke, uh, tell a lie. I, you know, I, I got help here. Um, but I had to learn those things. And along the way, with the support of my family, I had to believe that I could do something. God wouldn't give me a passion for this. I wouldn't keep getting ideas and and uh just wanting, having this longing to do something that was so out, so out of the ordinary for me and out of my comfort zone. So uh, cheering for myself along the way, here I am. You know, another thing that I um, I thought about as I was um, getting prepared to do this first podcast and understanding the conversation that I wanted to share with you guys first and just kind of like telling a testimony of, you know, me. Um, a lot of times we're waiting on people to approve of the things that we are doing or the things that we want to do. And we want them to co-sign on those things. Um, remember I just mentioned, I said, you know, thinking, what will people think? That's my stumbling block. What I realized was this, people cannot co-sign on something that God has already given his stamp of approval on. That's not part of your process. Pro, you know, that's not part of your process. Excuse me. They cannot cheer for something, you know, most of the times that they can't see or things that they don't understand. What we have to keep in mind is that God has given us a thing to do and the gift to do it. Remember that gift, that power, that love and that sound mind and that gift that's in you. Again, stir it up. What are you afraid of? I'm here today. I'm launching out. I'm casting my net on the other side. So can we talk about those things? Can we talk about what you're afraid of? I know, you know, we hear people say, oh, my dream, my vision. And some of us are like, well, I don't even know what I'm passionate about. Well, that dream or that vision could be the very thing that keeps you up at night. It could be the thing that uh, you think about throughout the day. The last thing you think about when you lay down at night and the first thing you think about when you wake up in the morning. It could be that very thing that kindles in your spirit. Even when you think that you've packed it away to do it later, it comes back. And then you realize, oh, that's my passion. Oh, that's my vision. So what do you do next? Why aren't you moving if you know what that dream is, if you've seen the vision, if that's your passion? You know, I, I'm thinking, okay, I know we're in 2021 and I know 2020 was a year like no other. And for many of us, the trauma and the crisis of the pandemic, it really shifted our lives. So understandably, I understand we feel that we might need to slow down a bit. You know, it, it, it affected our global community. And what makes it so personal is that it's taking place still in our own backyards, in our neighbor's yards. Friends and loved ones have been affected. We've been affected. Some of us directly affected. We've been you know, we've known someone that lost a loved one um, who's been sick. Maybe you've been sick because of the virus. Um, 
or as a result of everything changing and shifting and being uncertain um, in the very early stages, financial despair even happened. So many things happened uh, as a result of the pandemic in 2020. Um, so understandably, you you feel like you might need to slow down. Understandably, um, things look different and feel different. So I get it. I get it. But what I want to say is this. Don't stop dreaming. Don't stop making that step forward. Because one step is closer than taking no step at all. But here's another thing that I do know. 2020 was not the only thing that sidelined us. Some of the things were pandemic related and some of the things were people related. Can we talk about that? Because if truth be told, you were stuck before the pandemic. Remember how I was saying um, I had to get out of my own way and I just said, you know, the truth be told, we were stuck before the pandemic. You know, sometimes we put those expectations on us or we accept the expectations that society places on us. And those things slow us down because we don't fit into that mold. We don't fit into that certain type of societal norm. What we have to do is, one, stop seeing ourselves as a different version than what we were created to be. Stop accepting the labels of society that could sideline you and hinder your vision. Get your vision out of focus. We we take on those expectations of the common culture as though they're common and normal to us. And sometimes those aren't our norms. So then it causes us to kind of lose track, lose focus. We're not moving at the same pace or even at a pace that we'd hope that we should be in. And sometimes we're moving at a pace to where we're trying to keep up with others. And that's not our pace. And that's okay. It's okay to kind of move at your own pace. But you do want to move forward. And you, you want to understand at the same time, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? Again, how we talked about how I just mentioned, you know, what that dream, what that vision comes in. Don't retreat from it. Don't hide from it. Sometimes for many of us, that dream or that vision that we have, it is so completely different that it scares you. It scares the daylight out of you. And a lot of us, we we retreat. We want to hide. I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. No, surely that's not for me. Or we'd rather watch someone else doing doing something that we think that we should be doing. Have you ever seen that or have you? been, you know, you've done that yourself, where you're trying to duplicate what someone else is doing. You can't do that when God has given you a vision that he's going to fulfill through you, that he's given you a gift. You can't copy off your neighbor. Your gift is not a copied gift. It is a specific original gift that's given for you. And God has given you that, that vision. And even if you're experiencing it differently, where it looks different, 
but you think that you should be doing it this way, your dream and your vision is different because you're different and you're supposed to experience it in a different way. But again, you cannot copy that off of your neighbor. You cannot copy what God has given you to do. And it requires you to do the work. So I get it. You might be asking me, well, how will I get this done? The resources that you need, God will make those things available for you. Many times those resources come in the version of people who are ready to help you. God will send you just who you need and what you need to get closer to your dream when you're doing the work. And I love knowing that God gives vision when he gives a vision. He provides everything that you need. He provides the provision. He will place you many times in position so that the person that can help you is there to get you to the next level. And many times they're there waiting to get you there, people and opportunities. But it requires that you do the work and that you're prepared. And being prepared is definitely a big part of taking advantage of an opportunity. I mean, I used to daydream a while back about uh, being in an elevator with a certain successful producer. And I wanted to share um, my work, my screenplay, but I didn't know how to get it out. I was fearful. I didn't know what I would say. I didn't even know how to sell my own dream. I was nervous and I didn't believe in myself. So I wasn't ready. And for opportunities like that, you want to be ready. Be ready for that next opportunity. So have your elevator speech ready because you don't know when you will have that opportunity to sell your dream. It's not that you won't get another opportunity, but why not be ready? And I get it. Some of us are probably thinking, well, what if it doesn't happen the way I planned it? Or what if I'm ready and I do it, but it doesn't happen the way that I hoped it would? I want to say this. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. One, to try. Don't be afraid of making a mistake. Don't be afraid of having a door closed in your face or even the thought of failure. Even if you do the work, sometimes it's not going to happen the way you hoped it would, when it would, or how you plan. But that doesn't mean that you don't stop. And that definitely doesn't mean don't start. The awesome thing about a mistake is you learn what not to do. And if a door is closed in your face, hey, go go knock on another door. I'd rather for someone to tell me no up front than have me waiting on a maybe. Come on now. And here's the thing about failure. Failure only becomes final when you don't get back up and try again. Now, here's the thing that I definitely want us to remember that I see so often competing. Guys, your gift is so signature to who you are. You're not competing with someone. You're not competing with your friends. You're not competing with your enemies. This journey that you're on, this journey that's fueled with your passion, it can't be copied. It can't be duplicated. And you definitely don't need to compete it or compare it with someone else's. So stop trying to outrun them or outdo whatever someone else is doing. 
And I get it. You might feel that your colleagues and your friends have reached a level of of success that you're striving for. It seems as though they have the best relationship in the best neighborhood. Kids are doing things. You're not competing. Your journey is taking place the way that it's supposed to, to get you to that place, that space in life where you can thrive and you can feel whole. So this is not the time for you to focus on what someone else is doing. So what I need you to do, I need you to take your eyes off of what they're doing. Listen and be focused on what God is doing and what he wants to do with you. Focus on your next move. Now, for I'm having this thought now. What does lost focus look like? Because I'm I'm saying stay focused, don't get distracted. When I think about focus and lost focus, I'm thinking about uh, Peter. Uh, Peter, when he saw Jesus walking on the water. Um, do you recall that story in Matthew 14 where um, Jesus had sent the disciples ahead and he came along? He's walking on um, on the water to meet up with them before, you know. So here's the thing. Peter was a fisherman. Peter had never thought to get out of the boat and go get the net. He always operated inside of the boat. But when he saw, but when Peter and the rest of the disciples saw Jesus coming, they were afraid. They they were like, oh, it's a ghost. And Jesus perceiving immediately that they were afraid, he said, take courage. It is I. It's me. Don't be afraid. Now, this is what Peter does. Peter says, Lord, if this is you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said one thing. He said, come. So before Peter ever asked Jesus that, he had to believe that he could do what he saw Jesus doing. He had to believe that he was doing the impossible. So Peter made up in his mind and he had a direction and a path to which he was going. So he got out of the boat. And for a moment, Peter was doing the impossible. Peter was doing what the rest of the disciples didn't do, didn't want to do, didn't ask to do, didn't believe that they could do. But here's the thing. The un, the thing that I talked about, about, you know, what does it look like when you lose focus? So back on the boat were the rest of the disciples. Peter began to sink when the wave and the winds, when he took his eye off of the thing, off of Jesus, whom he was focused on. And a lot of times, let me just bring that clear here today. Our focus could be the people that are back in the boat telling us, one, you can't do that. What are you thinking? Get back in this boat. You're going to drown. Don't listen to the chatter. Don't be distracted by the waves and the wind. If God is saying, I've put this in you, you can do it. Take courage. Don't be afraid. Get up. And do it and stay focused. Stay focused. Did you notice, you know, what happened the moment he took his eyes off off of Jesus? He began to sink. He got distracted. But what I want to tell you this, what I want to tell you is this. If God has shown you something 
bigger than you can accomplish, don't doubt that you can do it. Remember, he provides the provision, the people, the places, the things, the resources that you need when you are doing the work, when you are preparing yourself. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to get out of the boat and walk on the water. Walk towards your dreams. Now, I'm not saying literally go walk on the water, but have that much faith and that confidence. So, you know, the lesson that I learned in that was to take courage, to stay focused and and to one, understand, you know, that noise and that chatter that was back on the boat. Everybody can't believe and everyone does not want the same thing that you want. But don't be afraid to want it. Don't be afraid to do the impossible. And another thing, guys. Oh, the thing that trips us up most often is we think the first move has to be a physical move. Let me put my hands on something. No, the first move most often is how we shift our thinking about what we're doing, how we shift our thinking about the approach that we're going to take and how we shift our thinking to remove some things, baggage, you know, those things that keep us from moving forward. Baggage could be the fear of the unknown, fear of failing, fear of rejection, you know, fear that the world does not need what you have to offer. Thinking that you're not equipped to do what you've been given to do, what you think about, what you plan to do over and over again. So here's the thing about me. I wrote this really cool book. Right. Okay. Uh, It's called Beloved Discovering Your True Identity in Christ. Well, I kind of lost focus for a little while there. When I didn't get the response from the book that I thought I would, by way of, you know, certain people who I thought would be just as excited as I was, I began to believe that, oh, maybe the book isn't good enough, or maybe I shouldn't be writing. Don't do that again. But I remembered that I didn't write the book to be like a big success. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I would love if it's a number one bestseller, if it's on, you know, the New York Times bestseller list and all of that. But Beloved started out as a journal, as a my personal Bible study. When I decided that it could be helpful to others, that's when it became a book. But I was reminded before I wrote the book that, In deciding that it could become a book, that it started off with a thought. I didn't know what writing a book even looked like. I had never done anything like that. And what I quickly found out was that it would be a little more difficult than than I expected. You know, I I reached out to a few people. I heard back from a couple. But because of my expectations, it made me feel like uh, I was being rejected or I I felt like my, I doubted my own ability to do something. But here's the lesson that I learned in here that I learned from just that process. I got the responses that I needed to and the ones that I was supposed to receive. I learned after I stopped thinking or feeling that I was being rejected, I learned that I needed to trust God. And God only, sometimes with certain things, 
you have to trust that only God's hand is going to move and operate in your lives for that thing, for that season. And the second lesson that I learned was about my own expectations. I had to change my thoughts, my thoughts about um, what I thought I should be receiving from others. Sometimes people aren't able to be the thing that you think that they should be. And that's okay. So let that go. My expectations and me just learning that lesson in that I have just grown leaps and bounds and I know there's still room for more growth. Now, the third lesson that I learned, the book about the book and the whole process of the book. Sitting here today, I understand and I realize the book, the book is what it needed to be. I needed to trust God. And I did something that I had never done before. And he did something through me that I had never done before. It has impacted many lives and it continues to do the same. But more than anything, I can say now I give God all of the glory for it. But had I kept my focus on fear, kept my focus on feeling rejected, kept my um somewhat unreasonable expectations of of people and, you know, who should support me and who should cheer for me. Beloved would still be an unfinished uh, journal in my drawer. But again, we'll talk about the book, Beloved, uh, more later. Uh, and I'll share with you step by step. If as some of you who would like to write your first book, I know there are so many different sources out here, but I'll share with you what I've done uh, to make um, the beloved book. Um, so my friends, here's my question. We've been talking and I've been sharing with you some of the things, some of my doubts, my fears, you know, just being transparent and, uh, wanting to have this conversation with you. So I just want to ask you this question again. What are you afraid of? I know it's easy to say not now. I know. You know, you probably think I got to get a few things together. Things are coming up. Trust me. I understand. I, I understand what it feels like to feel like you're struggling with your with yourself. Should I do it now? Should I do it later? This looks too hard. I can't possibly do this. This is already being done. They don't need another one of me doing it. Well, here's the thing about that struggle. That struggle wouldn't be so difficult if the work wasn't so important and that if that your gift will draw people that needs to hear what you have to share. So what I need you to do, dust off that dream that you've tucked away or that you've put up on the shelf, refocus and get a clear view of what you need to do next. And that could be just, again, adjusting the way you see it, the way you think about it, or asking for help. And if help does not come right away, become your own resource. But I encourage you, there are people who are willing to help you. Ask yourself, what dream has you staying up in the middle of the night thinking about it? What vision has you think about it? thinking about it throughout the day. Now, 
What have you done to take the first step towards making your dream or your vision or your passion come to being? I've seen people start businesses, go back to school, relaunch businesses, write books, and just, you know, go after their dreams during 2020. A lot of people were moving forward. When the noise level in our country and around the world had reached an all-time high. So I just say that to share with you, it's possible. It can be done. So stop accepting your own excuses. God's word tells us we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. And he tells us to take courage in those times when we're being fearful and doubtful. And he says, don't be afraid. So don't be afraid. Cast your net and believe in yourself. Believe in yourself like no one else ever has. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us for our first episode of Can We Talk with Demi and Friends? Join us again for our next episode where we're going to have friends over who's going to share with us those life nuggets that can be helpful in any area of life. And what I'd also like for you to do is to invite a friend over for some good old fashioned conversation and visit our website and our media outlets. You can... um, Go to www.demiandcompany.com. That's our webpage. See what's going on over there in that community. And also by um, following us at Miss underscore Demi03 on, in, on Instagram for a daily dose of encouragement. Now, be sure to make time for those in your life who mean the most to you and be present in those moments. And until next time, talk it out.